Praise the Lord, everybody. Well, the presence of the Lord is here, isn't it? I tell you what, it's December 1st, and look at that beautiful weather out there. We are blessed here in Florida. Amen. Amen. I was in a place in the first week of October in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. And it was snowing the first week of October. We are blessed in Florida. Amen. Amen. Why don't we all stand for the reading of the word of the Lord? Uh, what an honor and privilege it is uh, to be able to come and worship the Lord uh, with each and every one of you. I have been looking forward uh, to be being back and spending some time uh, with every one of you. Look what the Lord has done. God is doing some special things in our midst. It's amazing uh, to see the incredible spiritual growth and expectation uh, that is here since the last time I was here. And uh, I appreciate so much your pastor, Pastor Kyle and his wife and family and their leadership and example, not only to this church, uh, but to this district, to this nation, uh, to uh, so many people that are well beyond uh, these four walls. I'm so thankful for your pastor that believes in ministry and believes in uh, young men. Your pastor has always believed in my ministry, and I just look up to him and his wife and their family. And another thing I love about him, too, is they're from Louisiana, you know, so I just... Just believe in that as well. Amen. That's some good food. Amen. Uh, God is just so good. And uh, I get to see the fruits of this ministry everywhere I travel. Uh, get to see uh, Brother Fashal in Ohio. Uh, got to see people in uh, Urshan. Uh, it seems like everywhere I go, I cannot escape West Palm anywhere. Y'all just everywhere. Hallelujah. And uh, that's just a sign of uh, the impact of this church. And uh, I'm just so appreciative for that. Give honor to my beautiful wife, Louisa, and my son, James Asher. <laughs> and uh, so good to be here. Why don't we open up our Bibles to the Gospel of Mark, Chapter 1. Appreciate so much this wonderful worship team, uh, all the singers and musicians. Uh, you know, what's, what's crazy is... I. You know, just just watching people grow up, hallelujah. You know, your your pastor and pastor's wife, you know, they're they're looking at me, they're watching me grow up. And I got peers and young people that I grew up with over the past decade that I just see every time, you know, uh God is just doing something special in them. And uh, it's so great to see that from afar and to see it up close. Uh, Gospel of Mark chapter 1 and verse 1, and um, I'm just excited this morning, and we'll see what the Lord does. Uh, God put this into my spirit, and I pray it'll be a blessing to you. Gospel of Mark chapter 1, verse 1, if you have it, say amen. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets, behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. 
The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And there went out unto him all the land of Judea and they of Jerusalem and were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan, confessing their sins. Verse 6, last scripture. And John was clothed with camel's hair and with the girdle of a skin about his loins, and he did eat locusts and wild honey. Uh, I don't know if that sounds too attractive, praise God. And uh, I want to preach from you, to you on this thought, verse 3, where the Bible talks about the voice of one crying in the wilderness. I want to preach on that subject this morning, crying in the wilderness crying in the wilderness why don't you lay your bibles down everyone close your eyes lift up your hands let's ask god to speak in this place and uh let's ask let's see what the lord will do lord jesus i thank you for this wonderful church i thank you for these wonderful people god i ask that you would release a breakthrough in this place i ask that you would break chains i ask that you would break curses i ask that you would deliver do what only you can do by your spirit in the name of jesus christ lord we come against everything that would oppose the flow of the spirit and the moving of the holy ghost in this building let the word of god be quick and sharp and powerful let the word of god cut let the word of god be a hammer that breaketh the rocks everything that stays in the way lord let the word of god begin to break it down that the people of god may be edified in the name of jesus i pray amen can you clap your hands to the lord and just can you lift up your voice where you are hallelujah praise god praise god crying in the wilderness you may be seated in the presence of the lord crying in the wilderness I don't know about you, but I have shed a few tears in the wilderness. Uh, it may be just me, but it seems like the wilderness lasts longer than you would like it to last. Uh, I've been in some great services, but I go home and I'm still and a wilderness. Uh, I have some great church services with the power of God on me and tears and prophecies that have gone forth, but still to lay down my head at night in tears because I'm still in a wilderness. It seems like the wilderness is out of man's hands. We don't get to dictate when we go in and when we come out. It seems like there is a higher force that is uh, uh, involved in my wilderness experience. And I guess that's where hope comes in because if God allowed it to happen to me, uh, that he is able to bring me out faster than I went in. But this time when I come out, I'm coming out with power. I'm coming out with the glory. I'm coming 
coming out with the anointing. I'm coming out with fervor. I didn't just come in this thing just to survive, but I came with an anointing from the Holy Ghost. I am preaching to people that have been in a wilderness for a while. I wish I could say that it's only been a few months, but I'd like to preach to you. There are people here that have been in the wilderness for a few years. I came here two years ago and some of y'all were in the wilderness. I've come back and I can still feel in the spirit that you're still in the wilderness struggling to survive. It is that wilderness where there is no life. It is that wilderness filled with uncultivated fields. It is that wilderness filled with loneliness. It is that wilderness when you feel like nobody understands where you're coming through to. And people try to give you a word when they don't even understand the type of dysfunction that you're coming out of. They don't know what it feels like. Come on somebody. When family hates you. Come on somebody. Hey, not everybody's going to understand your wilderness. But when you worship you give God an invitation to come down and inhabit where you are hallelujah not everybody understands what it feels like to be abused not everybody understands what it feels like to go through a divorce not everybody understands what it feels like to be raised in dysfunction come on somebody not everybody understands being a victim of domestic violence not everybody understands that type of wilderness but what we do have in common is that we have access to a loving God that is able to come down and do whatever he wants when he wants to do it if we allow him to. It is in that wilderness that is filled with despair. It is that wilderness where you feel like you want to die. It's in that wilderness when you feel like, oh my Lord, where you get misunderstood. It's in that wilderness when you feel dull. Seems like you come to church, you can't even feel God. You see everybody else crying. There you are, sitting like a bump on the log because you have been so desensitized by your pain come on somebody pain has a way of numbing the human spirit where it's tough for that spirit to open up to the presence of God but I feel the spirit of God beginning to creep into this house and he's ready to break down every boundary and every wall you have set around your heart and he's ready to breathe life on it I'm a Hasekiah. Oh, Jesus. I know, I know. When you're in the wilderness, we we Christian folk, we like trying to act like we're not in the wilderness. My God, I got to preach to you. Because you were raised not to show emotion. You were raised to not show anybody that you have a weakness. So you come to church and act like you got it all together. You're crying on the inside, but you won't let a tear come out because you're afraid you're going to be found out that you've been in a dark valley so even when you want to respond you cleave to that pew because you're scared for people to find out that you've been in a struggle
struggle for a while. So even when the preaching moves you, you won't let it move you externally. You only keep it in your spirit. But I came in the Holy Ghost to say the only way you're going to get delivered is from the word that comes in you. It has to start manifesting out of you. It has to come out with the praise, with the hallelujah, with the thank you, Jesus. Can somebody clap their hands for a moment? Uh, in the wilderness, I have shed my tears. It's those tears. It is that uncultivated land. It is that place of sorrow. It is that place where nobody understands. It is that place that no one wants to be. I have been there and I have dwelt there and I've been there more than days. I've been there more than hours and minutes. I've been there more than weeks and months. I have been in that wilderness for years. I've gone through a wilderness that lasted five years. You're not hearing me right now. I've gone through a wilderness that lasted three years you're not hearing me right now but when you're in the wilderness so long you start looking in the mirror asking a question what is wrong with me for me to still be in this spot what did I do wrong but when I thank God for scripture because the Bible says that the voice spoke from heaven over Jesus and said this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased next verse and he Immediately the spirit driveth him into the wilderness. Sometimes the spirit will drive you into a rough place when he's pleased with you. Sometimes the spirit will drive you into a wilderness of loneliness and you think God's mad at you. No. He says, no, I'm pleased with you and I have trusted you with this process. What am I saying? What you're going through right now is not because of the wrong that you've done. It's because of of the right that you've done it's not because of what's wrong with you it's because of what's right with you it's not because of how bad you are it's because of how good you are I am telling you God is using your wilderness to take you to another level if you allow I said he is using your pain to get you ready. He is using your pain to get you to another level. Uh, the Bible says our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. He said your affliction is working for you. I said your pain isn't working against you. It's working for for you. It's on your side and it's pushing you. Come on. Stop complaining about your pain. Stop complaining about your wilderness. God is using it to push you into where and what he wants. But Brother Jackson, you don't understand. When I'm in the wilderness, I, I feel persecuted. Well, you need to start thanking God for your persecution. Because that word persecution in the Greek literally means to press forward. You didn't hear what I just said. When you get persecuted, that's God just pressing you forward. Sometimes you don't go forward voluntarily. Many 
sometimes you go forward involuntarily. Come on, somebody. Sometimes pain starts taking away your excuses for not growing. And it just comes alongside you. It begins to push you into what he wants you to be. Uh, what I love about the wilderness, what I love about the text that I read to you is that the Bible says that John was the voice of one crying in the wilderness. That crying wasn't just tears. No, that crying literally means to shout. He was shouting in the wilderness. That's what other translations interpret it as. Shouting. He came shouting in the wilderness. He came shouting in his despair. He came shouting in his affliction. He came shouting in the problem. He came shouting in the discouragement. Come on somebody. That's when you learn. That's when you grow and go to the next level where you learn to shout in the midst of the circumstances. Shout in the midst of the problems. And when you learn to shout it, it eliminates the old season and the shout begins to transition you into a new season. I come to preach you in the Holy Ghost. You've learned to survive in the wilderness. You've learned to be faithful in the wilderness. But the wilderness will not end until you learn to shout in the wilderness. It is the shouting that begins to transition you to a new season. It is the shouting that says the old is going away and now there's something new coming. John came shouting in the wilderness before Jesus came before Jesus comes there always has to be somebody that's shouting before grace and truth was manifest there had to be somebody in the building that was shouting and I thank God he wasn't looking for somebody that was shouting in the palace I thank God that he looked to the wilderness of somebody that was hurting someone that was broken and when they began to lift up their voice he said it's time I wish someone would lift up their voice right now. I wish somebody would clap their hands and lift up their voice right now. I wish you understood what your voice was doing right now. I wish you understood your voice was delivering you right now. I wish you only understood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He came shouting huh, in the wilderness. Huh, shouting, huh, prepare either way. Huh. Sometimes that shout is just preparation. Huh. Sometimes that shout pulls on the future huh, and brings the future into the present. Huh. I'm trying to tell you in the Holy Ghost, huh, you may have been in the wilderness for a decade. Huh. You may be in the wilderness for 20 years, huh, but I'm telling you, you've learned to survive. Huh. You've learned some things about yourself but it's not going to end until you learn to shout over where you are because when you start lifting up your voice in the midst of it it begins to propel you
John, John didn't care what he looked like. He had camel's hair on for a girdle. He was, she didn't have the best clothes on, but he knew how to shout anyway. He wasn't eating too good. No, he was in poverty. But even in poverty, he knew how to lift up his voice in poverty. I am telling you right now that God positioned you in that wilderness for a person purpose. Because it is that wilderness where you find your voice. It is that wilderness where you find your distinction. It is that wilderness that begins to set you apart. Come on, somebody. And they don't understand why you come to church lifting their voice the way you do. They don't understand when you come up front and dance like you dance it. They don't understand because you haven't been in my wilderness. And if you've been in my wilderness, you would shout like I'm shouting. You would run like I'm running. You would dance like I'm dancing. I wish Samoa would clap. I wish Samoa would shout. I wish Samoa would lift up their voice. I wish somebody would run. I'm saying when you shout, the storm is over. When you shout, the wilderness is over. When you shout, it is done. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. I said this isn't just a revival service. I said it's done. I come in the Holy Ghost to speak to you. He said, it's done. Even when Peter's storm was over, the Bible says, the wind ceased. When he cried out while he was sinking. Oh, when he caught up with that revelation, the wind ceased. He shouted when he was drowning. He shouted when he was falling. And when he shouted, it transitioned to the wind ceasing. It's over. It's over. I said the cycle's over. You're, I don't think you're hearing me right now. I said the cycle's over. I said when you start shouting the cycle, you learn what all you needed to learn over the past 10 years. No, you just need to start shouting. And when you start shouting, it is going to transition you. Shout no, no, you don't wait till you have your answer to shout. No, in the problem, you start shouting. You don't wait until you feel healed to start shouting. No, you just start shouting right now in the midst of your sickness. You don't wait till God turns it around to start shouting. No, you just start opening up your mouth right now. And then it'll pull on heaven. I'm standing in the gap for somebody right now while I'm preaching I'm standing in the gap for somebody right now and you need to start shouting where you are and you're gonna get delivered you're gonna be set free there's gonna be power there's gonna be anointing there's gonna be a new dimension Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah. Will you begin to look at the old North American revivals? If you begin to look at the encyclopedia of the North American revivals, there are two sets of volumes of all the revivals that have taken place in North America. When you look in the 1600s, there was a church that began to preach, and when they began to preach, all of a sudden people started shouting, it stirred up a chaos in the community as they began to write and condemn them for opening up their mouth. Church, they said, it's supposed to be a place of silence. Church, they said, it's supposed to be a place of sophisticated folk. And that writer, they began, that preacher wrote back to them. And he says, all of y'all, you're waiting to be stirred up. But he said, when I shout, I stir up myself. And when I stir up myself, God responds. So come on, somebody. I'm just saying, you don't have to feel God to shout. But I promise you, you start shouting a little bit. There will be a presence. There will be an anointing. There will be a power. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Ah, hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. I'm going to preach it till you believe it to somebody right now. Can I tell you, when Jesus started his ministry in the wilderness, he heard the voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son and whom I am well pleased. And then at the peak of his ministry, at the transfiguration, he heard the voice say, this is my beloved son and whom I am well pleased. But when he was on the cross, there was no voice from heaven because there reaches a point in your life that heaven will stop speaking because he's waiting for you to open your mouth. Heaven was waiting on a voice from earth to change the spiritual realm. So when he was on the cross, he cried with a loud voice. And that would be the last time we heard him. Because the next time we heard him, he would be resurrected on the third day. Why? Because that shout was the moment of transition from death to life. I said, you're waiting on a word. God said, I gave you all the word that you needed. He said, now I'm waiting on your words. That's what that angel told Daniel. I have come for thy words. Come on, somebody. You're waiting on God to talk. God said, I've talked I've talked all year to you. He said, I'm waiting on you to talk back. Oh, come on, somebody. The voice isn't going to come to you while you're on the cross. No. Jesus had to open up his mouth and shout. And when he shouted, the veil was torn. When he shouted, the ground trembled. When he shouted, there was an earthquake. When he shouted, everybody knew that this man was the son of God.
Can you lift up your hands where you are? And can you open up your mouth and begin to change the atmosphere? Matter of fact, you need to stand up on your feet. You need to stand up where you are. You need to lift up your hands. You need to shout with everything in you. Bon, I want you to grab the hand next to you right now. I want you to grab the person's hand next to you right now. The Holy Ghost just spoke to me that he's about to break some curses. There's some of you that's been under some curses. Some witches has cast some hex on you. God said he's about to break a curse off of your life. He said he's about to break the curse of poverty. He's about to break the curse of depression. Grab that hand and begin Begin to open up your mouth. Something is beginning to come down in the name of the Lord Jesus. I want you to grab that person's hand and I want you to bring them to the front right now. Everyone from the front to the back. I want you to grab that person's hand and I want you to come up front right now. I'm telling you, you're never going to be the same. I'm telling you that depression is about to lift off of you. I'm telling you that anxiety that you've been feeling, it's about to lift off of you. Don't you leave just yet. Everyone from the front to the back, make your way forward. I'm telling you, God is about to lift the curse off of your life. I am telling you as a man of God, God's about to break the chains off of your kids. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, God is about to break off addictions. He's about to break off addictions to drugs. He's about to break off some things in the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, God is about to release blessing in this house. God is about to pour out his spirit. God is about to cast out the devil. He's about to break the gates open. He is about to send a rushing mighty wind. That's it. Make your way up here. There's room up here. I'm telling you, this is the day that everything changes. You've been in the wilderness long enough you've been in that pit long enough now it's time to open up your mouth in a moment and things are about to reverse in your favor in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ now is the time now is the time oh in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ (laughs) make your way up make your way up Oh, Jesus. 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 I want everyone to hear me for a moment. I want everyone to hear me for a moment. Everyone, everyone hear me and listen to me just for a moment. I want to tell you something. God is about to break some things in this house. I hear your spirit crying out. And I hear your spirit and I hear the spirit of God saying enough is enough. This is the last time we're entering into a cycle. 
It says the last time we take five steps forward and then three steps back because something happens. I am here in the Holy Ghost. This thing is going to be broken forever. And you will never have to encounter this spirit that has tried to take your joy away ever again. I'm not just standing here for you. I'm standing here for me. I'm telling you, something is about to break off in my life. Something is about to break off in all of our lives. You will never be the same. I will never be the same. I want you to lift up those hands where you are right now I'm going to pray for God to break some things open and when I'm done praying I'm just going to start shouting and when I start shouting I want you to begin to start shouting when you start shouting I want you the Holy Ghost has begun it tried to inhabit you some of you you've never received the Holy Ghost speaking with tongues you're going to feel to speak in something you don't understand that is the gift of the Holy Ghost you just open up your mouth and let it out tongues are going to begin to flow out of you those of you that have the Holy Ghost when you start shouting when you're done I want you to begin to start praying in the spirit and the Holy Ghost said out of your innermost being there's going to be a flow and every dam that has tried to block off the flow, something on the inside of you is going to overpower and begin to break those boundaries that the devil has set. Lift up those hands right now. Close your eyes and focus on Jesus. Lord Jesus, right now, I speak over this church in the name of Jesus. I command every cycle to stop now. I curse every spirit of depression. I curse every spirit of anxiety. I command that the joy of their salvation comes back in the name of Jesus. I speak a deep-seated joy that the devil can never take away again. I speak it in the name of Jesus. I command the breakthrough now. Come on, that's it, that's it. Lift up your voice. That's it, that's it right there. That's the Holy Ghost on you. You let those tongues go. That's it right there. That's the Holy Ghost on you beginning to break some things up. Come on, that's it. That's the Holy Ghost beginning to break down the barriers. Come on, that's it right there. Put your hand on the shoulder of somebody near you right now. And begin to just shout, begin to pray in the spirit. Something is beginning to break off of them forever. You will never be the same. That's it right there. That's the Holy Ghost on you. Stir it up. Come on, that's it. Stir it up. I feel a river flowing in the desert right now. I feel strings beginning to flow into the desert. You've been dry long enough. You've been going through it long enough. It's time. It's over. The winds are ceasing right now. That's the Holy Ghost on you. Come on, that's it. You don't have to pray in English. You don't have to pray with understanding. Let the Holy Ghost begin to flow through you. Come on, that's it. Your shout is breaking chains off 
off of you. Your shout is breaking chains off of the person next to you. Come on. There is something. There is a transition happening. This is a transition that is happening. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I command you to be delivered now. I command the curse to stop now. I speak blessing over your family. I speak blessing over your son. This is where the curse stops. I speak open doors now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on that's it. If you're done praying with them. Find somebody else to lay your hands on and pray for. Somebody needs some encouragement. Somebody needs someone to take some authority. In the name of Jesus. Break it open Holy Ghost. Break it open Holy Ghost. Ha ba 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 